knock knock. Who's there? Who's there? Robin. Robin. Robin, you. Robin, you give me your money. Oh. Hey, <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> hey, gang. <laughs> what? How good is it to have that voice back on the intro instead of one of us trying to do the knock knock? Yeah. Welcome back, Taya. Hi. Now I'm referring to you. Are you looking yeah, at me? You, I just didn't understand like what was happening. Yeah. Like you do the best, man. Easily. Well, it's your idea. You, so, you, know, it's, you know, I have fans. You know, at your wedding, yeah, bare people came up to me and they were like, I don't like to say I have favourites, but I really what? love what? when you're on That's the panel. I no, swear. I swear. No, no, no. I swear. No, I love no. you say I'm the favourite. That's a lie. What? Okay, Who? sis. <laughs> Who said that you're the favourite? My mum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, welcome to JC Lounge. This is a spot for thinkers and vibers. What that means is this. If you like having a deep conversation, thinking about the big topics in life, you're more than welcome here. If you just like hanging out, bantering with some friends, you're also more than welcome here. I'm Tilo. I lead the JC For Me Collective. Uh, we've got Taya in AKA. the house. AKA what? T uh, High. AKA T High, yeah. my bad. Uh, and we also got Nathan here. Yo, um, AKA Premier Dogs. AKA Premier Hey, sis. Hey, KKK. Yeah. KKK. Hey. Did I say KKK? I don't God know. God forbid. My fault. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, no Ellen this month. Praying for Ellen. Ellen's uh, mm. shielding at the minute. Uh, so please pray for her and her family. Hope's here as well. Sitting over there looking pretty. <laughs> uh, um, how was you guys' month? How's it all been? Month of April. Listen, sis is not in the mood today. <laughs> oh, it's a downer today, is isn't that, it? I mean, this, this month has been amazing, but just this today today not today has been the worst i feel like the i feel a lot of pressure of like the enemy trying to tempt me to like go flip like flip off but flip a I'm table not, like I'm, jesus. yeah like flip a table but like i'm like you know what no 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 resist it resistant yeah. i don't care jesus is good god is good amen god is good amen life carry on yeah, yeah how was your april time? listen the way I've rinsed my bank account, yeah? <laughs> like, it's really painful. Like, oh dear. I unfortunately came back from the RSC and... Congratulations. Thank you. Um, And I was telling everyone I was rich. I'm you not rich. rich. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't more rich. Than rich. I'm living I've got the life. Lord's riches and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, it. unfortunately, man's going back to five guys next week. Oh. Pray for me. So the cafe thing didn't come through. Then. I'm waiting because waiting. what they're doing is renovating. So I have to wait uh, until the other side of the restaurant is complete. You. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I'm getting that job. I don't care. Well, you know, lessons you learn about like saving and yeah. things like this and not, not blowing the first bit of money you get. Yeah. And, you know. We all got to go through <laughs> it. Well, I had a great April. Uh, Wonder why. Are you going to tell yeah, us? No, I, I'm trying to keep... I'm trying to figure out what the right amount is to share mm. and keep private, even though someone you already said about our wedding. So, oops. Yeah. Oopsie anyway, baby. pretty good April. The fans need to know, man. What fans? Not the fans. Anyway, uh, <laughs> should we jump straight <laughs> in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so this month I heard about a guy called Win Allen Bruce, right? So this is a climate activist who died after he set himself on fire outside the US Supreme Court on Earth Day, right? So he posted something on Facebook like the day before or a little while mm. before with a fire emoji oh, and uh, the date that was oh, the date that was Earth Day. <laughs> 
and then on Earth Day, he set himself on fire. This was to uh, bring awareness to... So I'll just read this out. This is from uh, Sky News. So it says, a climate activist has died after setting himself on fire outside the US Supreme Court on Earth Day. Uh, when Alan Bruce, 50, suffered critical injuries after the incident at 6.30 p.m. on Friday, the photojournalist from Colorado in the U.S. was airlifted to hospital but died on Saturday. Capitol Police, Supreme Court Police, and D.C. Police all responded to the incident. He appeared to be a member of the Shambhala, which is a Buddhist organization based in Boulder, and he often shared quotes from uh, Buddhist teachers. Uh, his final post said, This is not humor. It's all about breathing. Clean air matters. So, this is obviously a very mm. extreme situation in which you've got mm. someone having a protest and uh, deciding the length to which they're going to go for their protest. The question that came to mind for me was how far is too far to protest and what causes are actually worth dying for? Yeah, it's mad still, I'm not going to lie. Mm. Can't say I would ever do that. Like for I, anything? For no. nothing. Unless really? Jesus comes back personally and tells me <laughs> to do it. I'm not doing that. No. Hmm. And listen, sorry to that man. I think there's truly. better ways to get attention than actually just kill yourself. I don't even think, I don't think he went into it like that though. I don't think he went into it going, I'm going to kill myself so people hear what I have to say. Yeah, I, I think, think so. he really went into it fully believing that he was creating like uproar. Awareness. In a sense. Yeah. yeah. Cause I don't, I don't know if anyone. I'm gonna be honest. That, it doesn't make sense to me why you would do that and not want a bigger reaction than, oh, let me kill myself because these people don't care about the planet. Mm. And yeah, what are you saying? And like, either? let's be okay. Let's be real. It's been like a week now. Like, I asked so many people, like, because I wanted to do like, some research and stuff like that. I was doing some research. There was barely enough. Any, no one like, knew about it. No one knew about it. It didn't even work. And I asked my friends, like, yeah, you know about this guy and his whole case and stuff and like killing himself. And then it was barely there. Literally, I watched it when I was on YouTube. So it was like one or two, like a minute long video that yeah. don't even speak. It's just like pictures and The reason words. that for that though copy the headlines, is because yeah. they're very tentative about sharing stuff like that because they don't want other people to see it and right. do it. Mm. Yeah. So that's why you don't hear about stuff like that's that that much. Like it has happened before. Like people have set themselves on fire for gay rights, for other stuff as well. Really? Yeah, wow. um, it's happened before, but yeah, yeah, I just think this dude—he seems to have known. Like he seems to have known he was gonna die. The yeah. post before pointing towards that, like, mm. seems to be very intentional, very mm. thought out. Um, I just, I don't think this is it, man. Like, I don't think that the climate is something that's worth dying for, but. Am I saying that because I'm a Christian mm. and I think really there's only one thing worth dying for? Mm. Like, mm. if you hold if you hold a, a belief that central central to your life, then oh, I don't know. It's a weird one. It's hard. Mm. It's hard because <laughs> I grew up like having a really like weird idea of like like clean living and and mm. the footprinting and whatever. What what is that called? <laughs> the, carbon, carbon footprint. footprint. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> <The> footprinting. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, people be like, oh, recycle. And I'm like, it's not that deep. And people get yeah. really mad at me. But now I get it. Yeah. I think it's because I'm older and I understand, like, we really are destroying this earth. And yeah. I think I understand it more so because God put us here to Just look after it. it. Yeah. And we've done the complete opposite. Yeah. Um, And I think it is important. And but is it worth dying be... for? I don't think anything's worth dying for. I really don't. Do you think Jesus mm. is worth dying for? Oh, 100%. 
So Jesus, what makes Jesus worth dying for, but not the climate? Listen, the climate, yeah, did not die for me. Mm. Like in in the That's simplest way, in yeah. the simplest way, That's a good Jesus point. literally laid his life down for me. Mm. So if I had to do the same, I would do it. Mm. I'll probably be shook in the garden saying, God, do I really have to do this? <laughs> Just like he did. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not going to go and Dripping now crucify blood. myself because people Sweating. aren't following Christ. Do you know mm. what I mean? I'm not just going to do that like yeah. because I feel like people should be following Christ. I don't want to take away from what he did because it sucks. It really sucks that mm. he thought he had to go that far. But I also think it was the wrong decision. I think it was too, but I don't yeah. think he uh, thought that. Like, to burn yourself, to raise awareness for... Surely, like, uh, yeah, if, he, if he cares that much about the climate, which he clearly does because he killed himself over it, is there not so much more help that he could commit to it over a longer period of time? Mm. Maybe he has been. Who knows how yeah, long he's been doing but it. Yeah. Surely he could do more help just, here than oh, going. Man. I just feel like, okay, did anyone knew about this? Like, this is like all shot to everyone because when people be. stopped him, because like, if... Like and like you say, he posted yeah. an image on Facebook, like hinting that he's gonna try and do something. He's gonna harm himself. Yeah, and like did no one like stop him? And like did no one so like said this was the weird this is thing. It too far. This was the weird thing because he followed Buddhism, mm -hmm. right? There's a Buddhist priest from Boulder that said that uh, this dude had been planning to self-immolate for at least a year. Immolate, as in mm. burn himself from right. So someone's known he what planned. That is. Right, but the thing is, because he was a part of that group, I'm sure they've all discussed that. If mm. that's something that they do, so this is this is what she said. This Buddhist priest, she said, this guy was my friend. He meditated with our sangha. Uh, this act is not suicide. It is a deeply fear fearless act of compassion to bring attention to climate crisis. We are piecing together info, but he had been planning it for at least a year. Uh, hashtag Win Bruce. I am so moved. So they don't think anything's wrong with it. I'm assuming. No, they think that it's doesn't a heroic, sound like. No, that's it's like he sounds like he's going to become like a deity or a martyr yeah. kind of thing uh, for this crisis. I'm just going to like ask you this kind of question as well, and because I was thinking about this thing, and I think I was thinking about this a lot, and I, I, when like climate change was really like buzzing up in like 2020, and like people were talking about it and stuff mm. like that, I always had this thought back in my mind, and I think I had this thought when I became a Christian, and when you read the Bible, when you read this, it's like. I know this may sound bad saying it right now. I think I would know where you're you, going. You know what I mean? I you know, so, what I, mean? Yeah. I think you know what I'm talking about. But it's like, I mean, of course, I care about like you know, like I, for instance, like I make sure that I'm wearing minute, like clothes that are not from like fast fashion because I try my best not to like get. Cause I, I hear about modern slavery and like people getting low wages mm. and all that kind of stuff. So I try and be self aware when it comes to that. But when it comes to like the world and everything's happening and like, you know, oh, the world's damaging the world. This isn't that. In yeah. my head, I just feel like, it's not sound bad, but no, it's like, it's like, this world is dying. Like this world is like, God said this world is dying. Like yep. you've got to build a new world. In mm -hmm. my Christian view, I'm glad I read the guy. We're speaking this in our Christian mindset and I'm aware some of you guys do not understand what I'm trying to say, but it's like, as I as I believe as a Christian, you know, God's saying like stop care, stop worrying about this world because this world is coming to an end. And mm, like and, and we, as much as you trying to like maintain and trying to save this world, 
eventually this world is going to die and this world is going to end yeah. because this world is corrupted like in the beginning literally God cursed this world and God said I'm going to create a new heaven a new earth when things will be perfect because it, it used to be perfect but now when sin was corrupted and man yeah. fooled this world wasn't perfect that's we see so many natural disasters so many hurricanes so many even evil human disasters but it's like in my head I always have this mindset I do want to. I do want to. You know, I want. I want to honor people. I want to take care of this planet. And God did say, like, make sure we take care of the things in the world. Like, you know, not not just take the make out of this of this world and you know turn into trash mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it's like in my head, I'm like, this world is perishing. This world is dying. Regardless of how much we're trying to maintain it and trying to fix it, so is it worth of us as a Christian to try to focus on you know trying to save this world or should we focus on telling people yo this world is dying but there's a way out of this there's a way out of this world it's like a like a sinking ship mm. so trying to maintain this sinking ship this ship is gonna this sick this, this ship is gonna crash it's gonna yeah. go down to the um sea let's instead of you trying to maintain it and say hey just trying to fix it mm. let's try to get people out of the ship into a new ship Does that makes sense but we're on the ship though i know yeah. we're on this so ship. how where would you take people off the ship to because in the analogy that's us leaving I'm, I'm, I'm uh, giving an analogy like Mars <laughs> not Mars but to okay I think he means Jesus but, bro you know, <laughs> yeah, but I know but we're like we're all saved but yeah we're, we're all saved all, but we're still, yeah, but we're still being the, affected by yeah. what this yeah that's I know and that, and that's, that's something I'm like yeah I'm gonna have this like I'm self aware like yeah. when this is the situation right now I'm not talking yeah. about no but I, but I hear it and I definitely agree with parts of it where uh you, you say it correctly in Genesis 3, God curses the, the world because mm. of what humans have done. The world is going to end. Yeah. This world right? is going to And because of our views as Christians and our understanding of things as Christians, we understand that this world is going to end and then God will renew it. Right. If you are not a Christian, if that's not the view you hold, then this world is all you have, right? So you're yes. just trying to sustain it as right. far into the future mm. possible because in a thousand years, they're going to want the next thousand years for their kids, yeah. right? That's, yeah, right. that's true. And so it, it does make it an interesting battle to fight as a Christian because mm. yes, we're supposed to look after this world because we've been given this world and God created mm. us to be on this world. However, we know it's going to end. Yeah. So mm. how do you look after something that's already leaving? But it's the same question as how do you look after your body when you know you're going to die? You know, in theory, you could just go, oh, mm. it doesn't matter, I'm going to die. But that isn't the point. Your body is a temple. You're exactly. to look after your yeah, temple. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it, it's a balance mm, yeah, that needs to be exactly. held. exactly. It was a balance. I think, yeah. But I right. think that balance is what would stop you from becoming like this dude. So like the, where you're, you're, gonna, you're willing to burn yourself mm. for the sake of the planet. It just feels like we're fighting and losing battle. And I don't want to well, say... Well, we are already past a point yeah. of no return is which those people See, up but, there are saying. But they say that and then and then like they say, but here's a way back if we do yeah. this. But it's I, just maybe to slow it. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. Like I can put my hands up and say I could be doing a lot more. Like I feel like everyone could be doing a lot more. Like recycling ain't just enough. Do you know what I mean? Like I still buy fast fashion clothes like mm. mate our phones that we buy mate go and ask the little kids in congo what they're doing so we can mm. get them phones do you know what i mean and, uh, yeah. and and there's like there's so many hypocrisy i see in a lot like for instance i'll give you an example like you know that act, that actor um so that actor um he he played 
Titanic, the guy, I forgot his name. Leo. Leo, Leo. DiCaprio. The best actor ever. DiCaprio. But like, he was, he's like, he preaching about climate change. You know, people like, oh, make sure you guys spread awareness, all that kind of stuff. But then he's the same person on his private yacht, like polluting the world, like not even really actually, you know, practicing what he's preaching. And I feel like it's so... I think Leo probably is practicing what he's preaching. I mean, okay. Although really, what's his little yacht doing compared to all them big companies? Pumping oil but but, but that yacht is doing so much so much stuff in one day than some cars doing a whole a whole year. Like, is that true? Or are it, we just, it is are we true. Just guessing? Look, look, I don't know. Look it up. But that's one example as well. But I feel like, I just feel like, in my head, in my mindset, when I view this world, I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like people on like uh this world, people are not gonna I don't feel like people's gonna change. I think history's gonna repeat itself and this world is literally just gonna like Yeah. People just gonna people are not gonna listen. People and I am not saying oh just forget and give up and let this world perish. But it's like No, uh, but on that though, like you could argue like the way of saving the planet is sitting at home with the lights off in the dark, not going mm, anywhere. Mm, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And walking everywhere, which is highly unrealistic. Yeah. But I just don't think we, as human beings, Christian or not, should ever take it to a point where we feel like we have to harm ourselves. And I understand that this guy didn't think like that, but boy, like it's so scary that he actually took that step. Like, yeah, well, I, I don't think there's anything in the Bible that says there's something like that that we should do. No. So Hope just showed me this thing of uh, it's this self What was the word? Self immolation. Mm. Um, is mm. an act of sacrificing oneself by setting themselves uh, on fire, and it is linked to Buddhism. Yeah, yeah. So it's something in the belief system there that you know it. it mm. Yeah, and I mean, this is where you get into a bit of tricky territory because, again, what comes to mind when you think about what cause worth dying for is uh, suicide bombers, terrorists, mm. uh, these Ooh. these kind of things that mm. when those are linked to and I mean, I think even that leads to like holy wars in general. Like you think about the Crusades and you know, mm. people. So when these beliefs are held so tightly that you feel like not even putting yourself in harm's way, but you causing harm to yourself to bring awareness to something or to confirm a belief or whatever, that's the line that I think that's where it stops being uh, mm. good. Yeah. yeah, I think believing something so strongly that you're willing to die for it is wrong. Actually, I think that it's good, and you got to figure out what the belief is. What to do it? Mm. But to inflict harm on yourself—that's different. To put yourself in harm's way—that's situation dependent, mm. right? But to inflict harm on yourself is—it's yeah. not the one. I guess really, what 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 it does is make you go. What what does that say about us then? Mm. For him to actually take that step, because <laughs> are mm. we seeing something he ain't seeing? Do you know what I mean? But I also think, what kind of teaching is he getting? Where like even the priest that he hangs out with the whole time was like, "This is a beautiful actor." No, it's well, not. This is someone that has died, probably quite horrifically. Yeah, that's probably what yeah. people said about Jesus and a lot of pain. Right, but Jesus didn't get on the cross himself. True. Jesus didn't put himself on yeah. the cross. But I guess we'll all have all have opinions about how do you think communities it, and religions do, do you think things. it is suicide, his death? 
Mm, from a, a Christian point of view, it is. But just, yeah, but you, you're just looking at it. I don't think it was in his head, so. So you think suicide is also about the intent? I think so. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. But because. I don't know. I'm just looking at it and going, it's, it's suicide. Yeah. It's, but yeah. this priest is then saying, this isn't suicide. Yeah. It's self-immolation. That is dangerous. Which is a beautiful act. That is really dangerous. It's terrifying. The glorification of this kind of thing that sounds if so if I wicked. did that sorry, that, sorry. hearing that sounds really wicked because like I think like you can and I think when you're someone's passionate you can really you know someone you can really influence that person to do things that yeah you know like they don't all think and, um, and think about and I think that in itself is really dangerous yeah it sounds like he, he was on his own mind with this one yeah now, I'm, I, I don't Okay, do you think so? Well, I mean, she she said, this priest said that it seems that he's been planning this for about a year, yeah. which okay. means that it's not certain to her. <laughs> that's Nathan <laughs> kicking the mic. No, okay, <laughs> sorry. That's why you have a mic stand. We all have mic stands. Yeah, we all have mic stands. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think anyone, I think this was him. And we won't ever yeah. know conclusively. I mean, we're talking about gone. this right now, so yeah. I think that's a, that's a thing. I That's yeah. Happening. I would just say it's unfortunate, man. It's very and unfortunate. I hope people but, don't um, follow his lead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Please, guys, don't please. And prayers for his his family and friends and people he's left behind. Yeah. And just do what you can for the, the planet, man. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And uh, look look honestly at your own situation and and make the realistic and very practical steps you can. Um, cut down on single use plastic. Find different alternatives. Uh, but at the same time, it's all going. Yeah. It is. You know, and hold everything in that balance. Don't be careless, but don't mm. hold it to such a point that you're willing to harm yourself over over this. Please don't do that. Cool. Hey, I have some mad hot takes, you know. Oh, really? oh yeah, go. On. Let's okay. do it. Let's do it. Oh, Let's you sure? Yeah, yeah, go on. Modesty only exists because of male lust. Interesting. Yes, I think yes. We live in a <laughs> we live we live in a male-dominated world. Mm. I think. I think we're now always trying to see both sides of modesty, but let's be let's be real. Originally, there was so much, like. When like when um when guys lost over women back then, they always had to pick they always blaming women instead of the man's action. Oh, she tempted me, let's stake her, let's burn her, this and mm. that. She's and a you witch. see that in modern like, day like, rape culture. And, and it's like it's 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 a bit mad. Like I did a little study about that as well. Um when I mean study, I watched a YouTube video. <laughs> 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 let's be real. Um about it and then like, cause literally about that same topic and it just yeah, I think we live in a male dominated world and I think a lot of time, these issues. Let's be real; these issues are always pointing the finger. So you think on, the only point of modesty? Well, there's more. There's more to it. Of is course. because men can't control themselves. Uh, okay, uh-huh. wait. What's the definition First of, all, of modesty? Yeah, let's go saying? there. Yeah, let's go there. Let's go there. Let me. Uh, but then, um, modesty is the quality or state of being unassuming and the estimation of one's ability. Oh, no, now we can go on a uh, The quality of being relatively moderate, li- limited or small in amount, rate or level. 
But I think modesty... Unassuming means not pretentious or arrogant. Yeah. But to me... That's more like when someone's being modest, though, as well. Oh. But what is modesty? I think everyone have a diff- different like idea of what's modesty. So in this situation, modesty is women dressing conservatively. Like what's... Cons- like Not revealing... Revealing what? Any parts of their body, I guess. Revealing... Okay. okay. No, no cleavage. No, no cleavage. So no skin, pretty much, then. Not no skin. It depends on where you the take culture. the reference and the culture from. Mm, yeah. About but that the take. point I'm trying to make is... Okay, fair enough. Like, we can all argue if, if women should should flaunt what their mothers gave them in it. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> the issue comes from people... Like, why do you want women to hide that? Or why do you want someone to hide something? And the only reason for that is other people's lust in gaze. Mm. Well, so I think that's that's where I think I might be disagreeing. Why? Okay, so... First of all, do you think God would want a woman to dress a particular way or God would care about how Listen, everyone's dressed? not at mm. all, because look how Adam and Eve was dashed on this earth with no clothes on. And what was the first thing that happened when they ate the apple? They saw that they had clothes on. No, they, they saw did. they had no clothes on. Oh, I mean, yeah. And they that. went and hid. Yeah, why they is were that? ashamed or whatever. Um, because... They're ashamed, but it's also symbolic for the breaking of trust. Yeah. Right? Mm. They now don't know what each other's thinking. They can't trust themselves to be completely open yeah. with each other. Um, and so they hide away. They go, God goes, where are you? Adam and Eve go, oh, we hid because we were embarrassed because we were naked. God says, who told you you was naked? Yeah. Right? So that trust of being completely open, completely naked with someone is someone that should be confined to a particular relationship where there is complete and committed trust. Mm. If that is the paralleling going on, what does that then say for the way that you dress in general? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. It's um, listen. It's tricky, I but I, I but because I do think a huge part of the focus, like Nathan said, is because dudes don't ever control themselves. Um, I think it's it's a bit sticky think, because like yeah, so, I think just personally because being a woman, I've like the first time I heard about modesty was from my grandma. I think I went to church with her in Jamaica, mm-hmm. and like I just wore a dress. Like I'm a ute. Like I'm not even double digits yet. And she was telling me to cover my shoulders. I'm like, oh. why am I covering my shoulders? Like, it's just a dress. So I, whenever I went to church with my grandma, I had to cover my shoulders. And that was in church, especially, but most of the time, all the time. And then when I started going to church in college, it was make sure your skirt is below your knees. Mm. Um, make sure that your dress isn't too tight. And even like the other end of the spectrum, don't wear a tracksuit to, t- to church, which to me... Oh, boggles yeah. my mind because I don't think God's looking at if I'm looking nice in church or not. Mm. But like, it's just like, what is what am I getting from wearing a long skirt and and covering my shoulders in church? If I don't do that, it doesn't mean I don't respect myself. It doesn't mean I'm asking for attention or asking for people to look at me. Mm. I'm just dressing in a way that I feel comfortable. And 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 if I can go to church, feel comfortable and listen to the word, I don't think there's an issue there. But from time pastors are talking about your shoulder is this and your hair's too short and this and that and da 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 da, I'm going to have an issue because why are you looking at my shoulders anyways? Okay, I want to say something to answer your question as well. Like, oh, what do you think? Like, the Bible saying God. What do you think? Oh, sorry. What do you think God was saying and stuff like that? And I think for me, like, 
I know this might sound like a cop out kind of answer, but it's like, go like, okay, you're wearing this. Why are you wearing this? Like, why do you think, why do you want to wear it? Are you wearing it because, like you said, I just feel comfortable. Like, I'm, I, I wore it, it looks nice. Gonna wear it. I don't think anything about that, but just wearing it because it just looks nice and looks good to me. Or are you wearing it or because you want to, like, reveal yourself? Are you wearing it because you want to show something? You want to show something about yourself? Are you wearing it because you want people, you want to gain people's attention? Yeah. And, and there, are, there are people who wear clothes so they can get people's attention. I'm not saying it's only women, mm. I'm saying just people in general. Yeah. Like, the, like, for instance, if, if let's be real, if I was some body, I would probably not wear a t-shirt, and I would, like, <laughs> just like get attention. Yeah. But it's yeah. like it's 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 just, it's like it's like like God says, like where's your heart? Like, what 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 is the attention of you wearing this clothes? Are you wearing it because you want to show it off? In that sense, okay. What what's then in in that sense? Okay, let's see wh- why you're doing this. What what's it? What are you gaining from doing this? Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera, and what your heart is for that. If you're just wearing it because you just feel comfortable wearing it, and someone else is lusting over over that that's that is that person's issue not just not your issue see i, think, I so i just dis- I, I do disagree with that because why? i think you're i think it's both like i think your intent matters 100 percent, right mm-hmm. but also what you're doing matters so so i could be wearing something for uh honest reasons or i'm just comfortable or whatever mm-hmm. but because i'm part of a community i think i have responsibility to this community because to I, do what? because just in general, I think I have responsibilities to this community because I don't think there's something that any individual does that doesn't affect the people around them. I think that's mm-hmm. the way that humans are built. I think that it it's the same as if we did something in here that affected this wall, it mm-hmm. would affect our neighbors. Yeah. You know, just because it's only on this side of the wall and only we can see it doesn't mean that it can't yeah. potentially affect them. Noise, the same thing. And we live in a society now that everyone is really focused on going, oh, I could do something for me and that doesn't have any bearing on anyone else. So why is it? It does have bearing on other people. It does because that is the way that community society structures are built, right? Which mm-hmm. means that I have a responsibility to that community. So I just, I just then don't think it's immediately like, oh, well, if my intentions are fine, then that sounds like a you problem. No, it's... Mm. Mm. Then but I guess then- that... Sorry. I guess... <sighs> In general, like the conversation, not just in religious spaces, but in society in general, we just have to have a conversation with both sides, yes. with with all genders mm-hmm. and speak to the people who don't have curvy bodies and don't have breasts and don't have big bums. Speak to the men too, who yeah. may be the ones to be looking on 100%. people with those gazes. Just mm cool we can talk about modesty but we also have to talk about looking at other people with lust yeah because that's one of the deadly sins Mm -hmm. uh the bible does say this Mm -hmm. one timothy chapter 2 verse 9 to 10 i also want the women to dress modestly with decency and propriety adorning themselves not with elaborate hairstyles or gold or pearls or expensive Mm. clothes but with good deeds appropriate for women who profess to worship god so Timothy, obviously. What's that bit about hair? A letter for Paul. Uh, it means you're going to hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <is> wow. It, <laughs> it says, so I, also, I also want women to dress modestly with decency and propriety, adorning themselves not with elaborate hairstyles or not gold or pearls or expensive clothes. So, again, context. Yeah. Paul's writing to um, one of his apprentices. Apprentices. Did God say that Apprentices. To Paul? Uh, this is the, this <laughs> is the thing that you got to streamline, Paul. It's in the Bible, right? Which means that we believe the Holy Spirit authored all of this through different people, mm. right? Mm. But also, a lot of these things are speaking to specific contexts, context, specific people, 
people groups, specific different times, mm. right? I would need to do some more research on Timothy, especially. Um, but Not I think gold. that's something that you take away. Better from tell that Beck to take off our rings. Apply- <laughs> oh, listen. <laughs> <laughs> something you take from that and apply to like life in general is like, oh, why sorry, is that? With it's... good, de- says uh, not with these things, but with good deeds appropriate for women who profess to worship God. So, what is it that's appropriate for women? Maybe it's to, about, you know. <sighs> but even then, I don't know. I just feel like because I'm a woman, I have a very like biased, like idea about this i wish there was more girls on panel today but yeah. um i don't know maybe it's just about like mm. like you know when you you close your eyes and bow your head when you pray yeah to, to get everything to that's Clear distracting yeah, yeah. you whatever just block it out yeah maybe it's something like that maybe it's just like yeah and i would say as well uh i think context just does matter like i i was thinking about like when we would go to camp yes and it would be like really hot I think it would be Ooh, ridiculous to shorts. ask. Yeah, but it would be ridiculous to ask girls to like cover up. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. if, if a girl's wearing a strappy top and shorts at a camp where it's thirty yeah. degrees and yeah. everyone's out doing active stuff, contextually it makes sense. Yeah. You know, and I think that does factor into it a huge part as well. Um, and that's where that's where the lust conversation is a hundred percent because a, a horny boy can make anything sexual. And I think, but, and I think that, and like you said as well, I think. I think Terry is right about we all need to have a conversation and talk about this issue, both which is both lust, like, yeah. which is lust and yes. and I think like I, I get your you're saying like I shouldn't say oh that's a you problem this this and that I think both parties need to have this conversation okay because yeah. I think like you said like you said guys or people would like to lust about anything like literally yeah. anything could be something to lust about and i think yeah. that in itself is not okay and that issue of loss needs to be dealt with as well yeah. not just say oh i can't control myself you need to sort something out and i yeah. think and then, yeah like i said this both sides of the party and both yeah. sides of um, the coin so, and i um, think ultimately as well and i could be wrong here but i think if if you're if you're going contextually mm-hmm. right and you're being modest it doesn't actually alter that much, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's very hot mm-hmm. and I'm dressed for hot weather mm-hmm. and I'm also being modest, so I could wear something that lets my skin breathe and I'm not sweltering in, yeah. but mm-hmm. doesn't show cleavage or doesn't show mm-hmm. this. Or if I'm a dude, it's not super tight. It's not one of these like tank tops that will make me ripped and like really tight shorts that yeah. accentuate my crotch area. Like, but it's still short shorts that will mean I'm calm in a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. It the difference between the two isn't that drastic, mm. right? But the the intention, that's what you're talking about. The intention is mm. what will decide it, right? And like, I have it where like, oh, this is awkward. But I have <laughs> it where like, if I, if I want to like impress hope, right? There's, there might be a subtle difference in how I dress with something yeah. or a subtle difference in what I wear. Yeah, yeah. And, the inten- and actually the difference between that and everything else I wear isn't that much, but the intent changes it. Yeah. So if I'm going out trying to like get some kind of attention or whatever or... Or it, I I just don't think actually if you are dressing modestly it does change things that much if you're also going contextually, you know if I'm dressed for an occasion it's like a it's like a night out I'm going to something fancy you might wear a really nice ball dress that's cut a particular way or whatever again I'm talking about girls but like that to me it's like that that's fine that's what everyone's wearing there you know but. If you then go with one of you know those tops are like a cut all the way down there and the legs all showing or whatever, like yeah, you know it. Mm. What were you gonna say, Taya? Um, I was just gonna say I think it changes um culturally as well. Yes, because yeah. like 
wearing a short like wearing shorts and a tank top in the first church that I went to, which is a majority white church, wasn't an issue. Oh yeah, absolutely. But if fine. I went to my uh, traditional yep. Ghanaian church, yep. hey, it's the pastor stopping service. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jezebel has something. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly, right. Yeah. exactly. Go on. And also, just like we got to wrap this. Oh, yeah, we got to wrap it up. Yeah, but also like. Like it talks about even like wearing expensive clothes. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not really. Yes. That, I don't. I know it's not really modesty, but it's like, like I think there's a lot of people that are talking about oh modesty, modesty, but like there's a lot of people who wear like, expensive clothes, luxury, this, yeah, and, like, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That is like you like to say, oh God doesn't like you wearing modesty clothes, but does God want you to wear all these? To be spending well, all this money us. on on all this? Yeah, and it's yeah. like that's yeah. like. Do you think God wants you to just like that? And and it's it's about not just pointing one issue. Is pointing out like I don't the want people to, yeah. you know what I mean, just cherry picking issues yeah. and like is I think that is itself is toxic when people just like yeah. point one issue say oh look at you this and that but then look at your like yeah I guess I'm it just you. comes yeah. down to focus and the yeah. focus yeah. is supposed to be God exactly yeah. so exactly. Rebecca Young remove them rings <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> okay take them rings I can off I just hear taking it right now and T you have to stop twisting your hair it's too elaborate well you know I would. <laughs> I was gonna joke, but I can't even. I and hey, sis, you're not sis anymore. Hi. <laughs>
like first year of college i was so i was kind of young and on top of that i wasn't just going to the church down the street i live in north london and i was going to church in east london okay and staying late yeah so my mum already had an issue with the fact that i was traveling across london to go to church yeah she didn't know any of the people i was going to church with Mm. and on top of that i was staying late yeah um so for her, it was quite extreme what I was doing. And I remember having a conversation with her where she was like, you need to chill out on this church thing. Like, mm. you're doing it too much. And <laughs> I remember speaking to him, <laughs> speaking about that to an elder in church. And they were like, it's the devil. Yeah. The devil will stop yes. you. And the thing is, I'll never directly tell my mom you're the devil because that is dangerous. I'll never do that. And she's yeah. not directly the devil. But sometimes there are things in your life that will take you away from what from, is important yeah. and god yeah. i wish i went to church three times a week mm. i yeah. wish i could go back to that time when i had that passion yeah for church and lay and the foundation god. there yeah. yeah even when i hear you guys like stories about church camps and all that kind of stuff you guys be doing when you were like young like i wish i went to something like that because like like my parents like my mom was a christian but like my mom was like a type of mom who keep her faith all because of by herself and like she liked to believe oh my mom my dad's at the man in the house and mm. where he says he's due and my dad doesn't really want to go yeah. to church and stuff like that and he wasn't really like about that Christian lifestyle or anything he just like is where it is like mm. life is like he just lived life so uh, growing up in my house like I didn't really like I, I knew some parts about Jesus and all that kind of stuff during school or, like Easter and stuff like that like I didn't really knew about like born again and being saved when I was like 16 to 17 that's when I knew about being born again and mm. being born by the Holy Spirit that's when I knew about all of that kind of stuff when that's my testimony and all that kind of stuff but yeah, I wish like I wish I grew up, like I grew up to go like something like I don't know like church camp mm. or soul survivor or spring harvest when I was younger because I think that will help me camp. build a foundation as well as having as well as having like, listening to leaders and like having Christian friends and yeah. people I can because like I think when I was in school like I was just trying to try and fit in and trying to be the best of the best and what the world is teaching you oh you have to be popular you have to be pretend to be something you're not and I get my views and mindset from people from school, serve, yeah. serve mm-hmm. God. And I think I wish. Yeah, I mean, I think the the role of parents mm. and the and the role that the home has is, is to shape and mold an mm. individual into yeah. a what would be considered a morally good person. Of course, that varies from home to home and culture to culture, but that is the goal of each household. And the way that that has been successful throughout history and the most common way you see that is two parents, man and a woman, raising their children, right? Mm -hmm. And what I think you see, definitely when I was studying sociology, there was a few stats about this. Like repeatedly, any iteration of the home that didn't have those components, there was some level of... Oh, what's the way of saying it? Because you got to be delicate about this. Basically, it was found that a man and a woman parenting the home equally would raise what society considered successful and productive mm. members of society. So those would be the most even and balanced members yeah. of society. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you look at faith as well, it's the whole idea of like you have people that are on the same journey as you, but ahead of you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They care about you more than anyone else in your life. Mm -hmm. They will discipline you. They essentially draw the boundaries for your life. 
verbally they'll have a bunch of conversations with you and then also they give you an image and a pattern to follow i don't think i actually ever took for granted how amazing my parents are bro um because i well i don't think i could because well i probably i mean i definitely did at some point but like getting to secondary school all my friends love my mum. From jump. Oh, hi, Mrs. A. (laughs) All the time. All my friends loved her. So I was like, well, clearly there's something. And then when I would tell people what my dad did, oh, he does this website and he's breakfast morning DJ. Oh, so cool. Kind of stuff, you know. Mm. But then moving out at 16 and when faith started to become my own thing, there was already foundation where I could talk to them about serious things, but I would get to have these really deep and thorough conversations with both of them independently of each other and together that I think from that age, I was like, no, this is actually really helpful. Yeah. And this is, I mean, yeah, it, it, it shapes everything. I think what I, what I found a lot, like at my stag, uh, my dad came for a little bit of it, mm. and when oh yeah, you were there, weren't yeah, you? I yeah, was yeah. There. Not and really. When we were talking, and then dad came. I remember Aaron afterwards, like, oh, like all your mannerisms are your dad's, mm-hmm. and it's like you exactly. could see like the way and the way that all my brothers and I talk and all this kind of stuff. Mm. It comes direct. The amount of times I've heard that, um, or the similarity between myself and my parents, because how much it does shape you. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, it's that's why it's really important that kids uh if if you're a christian when you raise your kids you raise them in a in in a god-fearing household yeah. in a christian household because mm. you it may seem harsh at the time it may seem like you're putting them off or you want them to have their choice or whatever but the things that they're reading the things they're understanding and actually the help that you're giving them by giving them the template there is invaluable stuff that only shows its head its its fruit later on Mm. Um and where you slip up and not do it as well, it shows us shows the fruit of that later on too. Yeah. It's like it's hard. Like my, my parents are the ones who introduced me to God. I remember my first Bible, it's so cute, and I used to read it every night. My mom was the one who taught me how to pray the Lord's Prayer. Um, so my parents have were the ones to start that. Yeah. for me mm-hmm. and i remember when i became a christian i remember calling my grandma because she's the maddest christian bro right listen yeah. our grandmas <laughs> will all be dead if it wasn't but i remember calling her like oh i became a christian today and i bought my first bible and she was so like over the moon mm. i don't see her much because she's in jamaica but i just remember like being so excited that i was like i i do what you do now yeah um so I, I always looked up to it um and I did go to church with my mum growing up, but um, as her disability developed, she stopped going. Yeah. And I was a really anxious kid, so I just wouldn't go to church. I just right. didn't go. So that was the first time where, like, I wanted to go to church, but I didn't because my mum mm. didn't. And yeah. I was young, so yeah. I was a bit scared. So I just didn't go. Yeah. I mm. mean, Hope says this as well about, like, how, like, because I used to be scared of dogs. <laughs> and then we'll be walking with, like, we'll, we'll just be on a walk, and then we'll see, like, a... A mum. We all we saw. There was this one time we saw this mum, and she had these kids with her, and there was loads of dogs there. And the mum was like a bit angsty, and the kids started to be a bit scared. We learned like, our fears. Ha- yeah, right. It comes from the parents. Mm. So it's the same thing. If the if the the same token, I've seen these tiny kids that are barely now to walk playing with these big old dogs, 
but clearly their parents are like cool dogs. They have dogs, yeah, whatever. Exactly. So you know, oh, this is normal. Your parents dictate so much to you of what is normal, what isn't normal, what you what you should enjoy, what's safe, what's not safe. Mm. And so when you have parents do that with faith as well, I know there's a kid at the church I used to work at um, that was really spiritual. Yeah. Um, and and so I mean, pros and cons come with that. Um, but he was it meant that when you're discussing the things that God could do. There was never a hang up for him about whether, oh, is that possible? I don't know. Yeah. And I remember talking to his mum once. She was like, well, we just made it normal. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, this is what God does. This is who he is. And, you know, and just that kind of talk from a young age does so much yeah. when it comes to you trying to figure out your faith for yourself. Um, so I think it's, it's possibly the single most impactful thing. 100%. More impactful than your church. Yeah. In, the, in yeah. your formative time yeah so my question is then if you are not like me and you haven't been blessed to mm -hmm. and to grow up with two parents that both love jesus mm -hmm. how do you work to a place where you feel your faith well work is even probably the wrong time but how do you get to a place where you feel like you have a faith that is balanced that is true <laughs> and you're actually able to live that out um yeah i don't think i'll ever feel like i have a faith that's balanced I just feel like is mm. that even possible? What the hell? Mm. Um, <laughs> but it's like, um, I when I first started going to church, I went with Ellen, um, and I, you, I think it's really mm. important to find like spiritual advisors or spiritual leaders, just people who are older than you and more experienced in the yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, whether it's your friend who's older than you, listen, Tolly who's been that guy for me. Let's not lie. Um, ah! <laughs> Tolly, <oldie. laughs> But like me and um, Ellen had this guy called Matt. Matt Childs, you know Matt. Oh, they got Matt. Yeah. Wait, is he still about? Who's Matt? I think he's like married and like moved out of London. Yeah, and stuff. like so I had him, and yeah, he really, great. he really um, stuck the foundation of like learning how to read the Bible and learning how to read it for myself. He'd be like, if you don't understand words, draw what you think it means, and that was the first wow. time I really investigated right. what the what the word is. Mm, yeah. Um, but then I left that church and I went to a new church, but then they had something called, um, what do they call it? I forgot what they called it, but it's basically like um, a, an, an older, isn't it? So like, you know, like Elders. you're on road and you've got like Deacons. an older, like your older brother, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You've got that. So you've got that person that um, shadows you in a way and they're, they're always the one to like yeah. check that you're coming so to church. Accountability. And you can, kind exactly. Of thing, yeah. um, and they, they're the ones who will um, answer your questions if you have any and I find now in times where I'm struggling with my faith, really, really wishing mm. I had a spiritual leader mm. to yeah. ask questions to, yeah. because we know we can speak to God, but yeah. sometimes you need someone to tell you to your face what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. And I think these are the things that then like stress the importance of church and a Christian community oh, because 100%. you have those people there you have many people that are mm. disowned by their families because of jesus but are able to find that solace in a christian community yeah. in a church many people who lose their parents they're able to find because yes god is our father mm. but also us having those relationships again first thing that god said wasn't good was for adam to be by himself 
So yeah. for us to be in community is so, 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 so important. Iron sharpen if iron, all of them things. Right. And that community so has to be diverse as well in, in the sense that it can't be, everyone can't be the same age and the same point. Right. Of view. It has to be different because that's where the learning comes from. That's yeah. where the yeah. growth comes from. Older, younger, if, black, yeah, white. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's, mm. it's really important. Yeah. Um, I I really have to like give give like all the thanks to like the people who've really like put like the foundation like camp i don't know if i would be where i am without camp it's invaluable because i learned so much big in the shout maybe out three, to pioneer christian camp seriously because like just having like people who are older than me so mm. personable so kind mm. just talk simply about what god is and who he is yeah to children yeah. Because listen, the thing is with children, I find they're either going to listen or they ain't going to listen. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have the, the, the classes where the kids are listening attentively and you yep. have the cl- classes where the kids are raging and yep. they don't want to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> so like I would hang on people's... Angela Walsh, yeah. Angela Hanging Walsh. on that woman's word. Yeah. Because it just made sense. And then you see like... Like... Like even you two, bruv. I've known you two and now yeah, look at you. Yeah. Like, see it yeah. even if it's not direct, you know that God works. Yeah. Even if it's something as simple as like these two, like they got in a relationship how many years ago? When Ten, you first met? This year. Ten, Ten years this ago, year. bruv. And look at them, they're married now. Yeah. Like and then mm. you've got like Angela and Brian. And just... all these people that met at camp and their connection was Jesus, fam. Yeah. And then watching camp, them. And seeing how their life plays out, and then them telling me what Jesus did for them, whoa! And you know what? The thing with camp, I know we're going on a real camp tangent here, but the thing about camp is for all of the things that, uh, like, we would grumble about or things that would get annoying or whatever, they never shortchanged the gospel. Mm-mm. There was never a point where you were like questioning the teaching or why are we doing this? Is there an ulterior motive? Ever, you know? I mean. And that's hard to do for so long. Like this is 60, probably nearly 70 years now that camp has been happening. Dang. Listen, 70 years of and great people doing great yeah. things. Yeah. Mm. And I, you're, you'll never be able to measure the, the impact and the, 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 the trickle out effect because, mm. because it, like everything that JC does, camp takes credit for because we wouldn't have met if not for, not cam- if mm. not for camp. Ellen and I wouldn't have met before, mm-hmm. because of camp. Like so many of like a lot of my early performing was at camp. I started actually doing JC for me at camp. <laughs> now wow. that I think Take, about taking it, people's verses, I said yeah? the yeah, <laughs> I said the phrase JC for me the first time at camp. So yeah. like it, I found my voice at camp. Right, yeah, yeah I really yeah. did. I like, remember that uh, that uh, that Genesis that camp. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I, I can't relate. To this. <laughs> Listen, I, that was my time to shine. Guys, I can't, can't relate. relate to oh, I can't mate. relate. See, but I even that, camp. Like, what I would what I would say in order to relate is go and lead at a camp. Um, yeah, in the summer. Uh, it feels like it won't be the same thing. It is a very similar thing. Like just to ask you, I don't know if we'll be talking about this for long, but like for me, like. It's been like I became a Christian when I was seventeen. I would probably say yes. Seventeen is when I gave my life to Jesus. Amen. Um, <laughs> but then it, it was like h- hardship because yeah, I went to church, but I barely went to church. But like I said, my dad was like so overprotected yeah. and all kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. So I had to learn some. I had to learn church about, all about Jesus By, somehow. Yeah. And 
you know, as well as the Bible, I'll be reading the Bible. Sometimes I don't understand what the Bible says. So I'll go on YouTube and listen to some people on YouTube and what the Bible says and their interpretation, their revelation. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of toxic people on YouTube. Oh, yeah. A lot of toxic people. And I've been going through phases of like, I'm going to listen to this person. This person sounds great. It sounds great now. But when I when I look back to it, I'm like, this person is so toxic. Yeah. How the heck did I listen to this person? And that's yeah. why we have and, to go back and, to Jesus. And it's right? like, yeah, you yeah. have to go back to Jesus. And it's like, and I, I never knew that. I never knew, okay, cool. Yeah. I thought, yeah. you know, other Christians, great. Let me listen to them. They might have the same view and all that kind of stuff. So it's, I probably say to anyone who's probably a new Christian, like who uh, want to see more of God, want to see God and want to like, you know, get to know him and build a relationship with him. Mm. I think just start from the Bible and yeah. um, asking the Holy Spirit to show you new revelation because yeah. it's something that he can reveal to you reveal to you as well as going to leaders they can trust but not rely on like yeah. you can trust on leaders but you can't rely on them yeah. like everything I think the only person you can rely on is Jesus 100% yeah. and I think and, that and is what I can I say I think just for clarity's sake like when we say rely on it's not that you you don't trust people it's not that you don't mm. put your faith in yeah. uh people's track record is not that you don't expect people to to maintain a particular thing but it's that ultimately your faith is founded on jesus yes and it's not made or broken by what another human being is or isn't doing because then you put yourself in jeopardy that if that person goes or if something <laughs> happens there you're screwed and you'll I end think... up like me <laughs> listen just go back a few episodes and you'll see my crisis oh That's gosh like... But and I think just to wrap it as well, when yeah. like when when you're coming into faith from uh, a household that doesn't have uh, two parents that are Christians, um, that isn't that doesn't make you worse off. It makes it harder, possibly. But again, my my understanding of the Bible and my understanding of God is that that is intended. You know, God knew that was going to be the case, and God is still calling you from wherever you're coming from so you don't need to worry or mm. um freak out or be like i'm less than because it's not that at all and again who is it the jews would be saying we need to look out for as orphans and widows people with no parents and people with no uh partners you know people yeah. that are by themselves so and at the end of the day if you are following the bible the things that you need will be there anyways because yeah. the bible tells you to find communities yeah so mm. even if yeah, it's not directly exactly. from your parents or yeah. your big brother you will have someone who you can speak to yeah. mm. as well as God, who mm. is going to be, I don't know, that helper for you, isn't it? Yeah. Big up all the helpers in that. Big up all the shepherds. Yeah, that's the word, shepherds. Shepherds. Yeah. Big Shout up all the shepherds and, and all the leaders out there Great. who are shaping a lot of people's lives. Okay. Okay. Wait, let me just get my notes up here. Actually, I don't like this one. Actually, yeah, I do. Um, I feel like I've said this before, yeah. But God is a God of compromise. Interesting. Okay. What do you mean by this? I mean, um, obviously, yeah. Jesus is there for all of us, yeah. But you can't reach him unless you open the door, right? Can't you got to knock? open the door um obviously ask and you shall receive according to god's will there's always going to be mm. something like 
Like, uh, I what really irritates me about some Christian leaders is that they preach the gospel as this fairy tale thing. Mm. Like, it is the most perfect thing and it is easy peasy, lemon squeezy, and it is not. No. You can't just waltz up into... To, to Christianity and be like, ah, cool. Well, God, I want some Balenciagas for Christmas because mm, if that ain't no. in his will, you ain't getting no Balenciagas. Yeah, disappointment. So we have to always bring it back to what God wants. It's never about us, right? Mm. God wants to have the best for us mm. all the time. Literally, fam. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the best for us is him. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And if what you want don't align with what he yeah. wants, yeah. one way or another, your little plan will dissolve yeah i'm telling mm. you now can i interject it's, sorry because yeah. i know this is your word mm-hmm. but i would say it will dissolve if you've committed your life to him unfortunately if you haven't committed your life to him then you can do what you want and, <laughs> and then it's, yeah at the end of the day you but, can do what you want but, free will but, yeah but like i think you're completely right that if you've committed your life to god at some point you need to accept that and surrender that you can't be doing I I actually think what you're saying is God isn't a God of compromise. Mm. I think you're yeah, saying like God isn't word of compromise. God doesn't want your half and yeah. half. Oh, God doesn't want you he to like like your... if you're here, you're here. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you for me or against me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> no, 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 but again, again, I understand where you're trying to go. Yeah, yeah no, I, just, I, I think yeah. you're completely correct. It's not. It's not easy at all. It's not no. easy at all. But we just have to close yeah. our eyes and take that leap of faith indeed indeed thank Amen. you for listening to our five hour episode yeah, of um, JC Lounge this is actually an hour 15 so far but editing this will be alright because there's no video yeah sorry oh, about yeah. that guys you just edit the oh, yeah, video soon come soon come innit? yeah please well, I'm back. continue to pray for us to restore all our equipment but yes Taya is back yeah and I'm better and we're, and we're gonna and Hopefully for next month we'll be back in our setup. Yeah, man. Although I like this, I'm not gonna lie. You do really. Yeah, man. Hello, cozy. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Next season. This next season. Next season. <laughs> Who's gonna pray, man? Uh, Nathan, do you want to pray or should I pray? I can pray. It's, yeah, you pray. I'll man. pray. My tongue is not. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for this conversation we've had. I pray that if there's anything that is isn't of you, Lord, that it would be stripped back, and anything that is of you would be. Uh, the main thing oh gosh my tongue's not working <laughs> lord thank you for today pray we'd all get home safely and pray this would bless all those that are listening in jesus name we pray amen amen, amen. you're already home all right lads next month <laughs> in a bit peace see ya all right. good e-